It started with a tweet, a news story, and a hashtag. And somehow I'm going to sum it all up in this final episode. I'm Sam Logan, and you're listening to the podcast The Story Is, where we talk about the past, the present, and the personal. On this episode, the story is Getting Perspective, Part 3. A change in perspective. What I had thought. I thought the hashtag expose Christian schools was mostly politically motivated, given that it was the vice president's wife, Karen Pence, had been teaching art at a Christian school that did not hire homosexual teachers and had rules against homosexuality. What I found was that many people had had a negative Christian school experience. I'm not in favor in stereotyping or taking one story and saying it represents an entire group. What I've heard and presented on this show are several different stories from people across the country. All these accounts show the trends of excessive enforcement of standards and bullying that it goes on ignored or tolerated by the administration. What I think now I absolutely have a new perspective on Christian schools, on how women are treated in private Christian schools. I've always thought the rules were harder on them, but the emotional and psychological damage that was shown to me in these past few episodes of the people I spoke with has shown me that there is an even greater double standard on how private religious schools treat young women when compared to how they treat young men. The rules, specifically the dress code, for women go beyond simply obeying or disobeying the rules. Failure to comply with the rules have the added burden of being the cause of someone else's sin. More often than not, instead of being told not to cause a woman to disobey, we young men are told, don't look, don't fall under the spell of some evil temptress which I think is good advice, but ignores the inherent sinfulness of men being men. Men have their own responsibility, no matter how someone dresses, to do the right thing. Though all Christian schools are not the same, I believe the seeds of these trends are all there. There's a possibility of any Christian slash religious school of going too far in the spirit of trying to stay in the right path. So should they all be shut down? No. Instead, they should recognize their responsibility as a religious school that has a tremendous impact on a young person. However, these negative experiences are the only thing that ever makes the news. No one ever reports on a kid growing up in a safe environment that encourages their faith and makes them a contributing member of society. Yet this happy outcome happens all the time. There are no interviews of the great teachers and role models that I had. No newspaper ever asked me how glad I was that I had a a good foundation of a life in a Christian school and a college that helped me in my adult life. Just because there are problems with Christian-slash-religious schools doesn't mean we must cancel them. They have and do serve a great purpose in young people's lives. 
But if a Christian school wants to make the full positive impact that they are hoping for, they have to blend standards and convictions with mercy. Also, bullying, physical, emotional, or otherwise, must be taken seriously as the sin that it is. Again, the overall reaction from those who reached out, as I said, was negative. But not everyone has a negative experience. I didn't have a negative experience. Ryan, in a previous episode, mentioned that he spoke with someone who also had a positive experience. Which means Christian schools are not a lost cause or a pointless exercise that's doomed to failure. Some Christian schools are in need of adjustment and repair. All need to prepare against the dangers of excessive enforcement of standards and bullying. I honestly believe my positive experience does happen more often. But if Christian schools ignore these trends, I believe these problems will not only eventually shut down Christian schools by themselves, but will also massively hurt the faith itself. A good name is rather to be chosen than riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Proverbs 22.1 demonstrates the importance of conducting yourself in a way that your reputation is positive and good. It is the most valuable thing you can have. And it is schools' reputations that I'm very concerned about. When these accounts are known and made, it hurts the reputation of not only the individual Christian schools, but all of them. And it is the duty of Christian schools who do have these issues to make sure these accounts are fewer and fewer until they are gone. I'll leave you with one last account of someone who reacted to my Twitter comment as well and was willing to share their story with me. She writes, I have autism and I was 15 years old when I was discriminated against by the teachers and the principal of the school. I have to say that it was a degrading experience and I really am against schools that act this way and get away with disability discrimination and get around anti-discrimination laws. They always wrote me up every single day and covered up the write-ups as a disciplinary action. I was curious as to whether they as whether the school was aware of her diagnosis or failed to see the signs of her diagnosis of autism. She responded, Actually, they refused to understand the fact that I have autism. They kept piling several homework assignments on me, and they kept giving me homework, detention for everything, and they never even offered to help me out with my homework. They essentially set me up for failure, and that is why I decided to share my experience. How they treated me has actually caused me anxiety issues that I had to spend quite a few years with recovering from through psychology visits. I still hold, she names her school, accountable for causing, her, causing me anxiety issues.
These schools that fail their students must see these true stories as ruining their name. I'm not repeating these accounts to hurt any Christian school's reputation. In this age of social media, these accounts will spread, and these Christian schools that have these issues need to address them not only for themselves, but for the Christian schools who don't have these get simply shut down by association. The schools that do have these issues need to see that they're dragging other schools down with them and also understand yes you have no control over what the media says about you they have their own narrative and they will stick to it whatever the issue and whatever the topic but you do have control over what students say about you and if what they're saying about you is true you don't have to give any ammunition to those who disagree with you if you treat all of your students with respect. If you make sure that your staff is fully equipped and capable of being a fully functioning educational facility. You have to consider all these things when creating a school in the first place or you risk causing damage to not only yourselves but others the rich and poor meet together the Lord is the maker of them all a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself but the simple pass on and are punished the administrators and teachers need to foresee the evil and do something about it. Next, what you're going to hear is the last bit of the interview that I had with Ryan from episode one of Getting Perspective. And he's just going to finish up with, mostly it's going to, we're going to be talking about uh, what it was like to be at the Christian school competition that we'd all gather in uh we i had a similar experience where we'd all gather you know like county or statewide and have these competitions of ever ac academic things or singing or bible things so this is the tail end of him talking about his one experience and then it goes into uh his experience with uh, uh christian school competitions i i took it out of episode one, uh, just because it felt like it didn't really apply to the episode then, uh, but I still feel like everything that he does have to say is both just interesting um, to hear from him um, as he finishes up at the beginning there, and then just the, just the bonus material at the end there is just a nice conversation I thought you might like. Here's the rest of Ryan's experience. So, yeah, so it, it basically had a, I'm, look, I'm looking for an analogy that's not there, that the very thing it was supposed to be doing, bringing you closer to God, actually had the opposite yes. effect. Yes. 
definitely. So, and all of these folks who were, would consider themselves very spiritual, uh, didn't have, it seems like the number one thing that they were worshiping was the institution itself. Yeah, there was a lot of pride there about like their music program and uh, like their standing among other churches and other schools in the area. Um, that was a big emphasis. Um, we had a competition every year called WAX, Wisconsin Association of Christian Schools, I think it stands for, or something like that, um, where we'd be in competition, like, and who can sing this song the best, and <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I My my uh, my, my school had a similar one where I, you had, like, uh, like, the group singing, you had... Uh, yes, Bible oh, Bible quizzing, Bible quizzing yeah. Preaching. Could preach the breath. Uh, had... oh, who could preaching? preach the best? Oh. I thought that was funny. Like, you're 12, go out and preach. <laughs> um, and my, I think my favorite one was the folks who wanted to do just about, like, the bare minimum to make the trip. There was spelling. Oh, yeah. I took a history test every year just to go. uh, Yeah, it was literally a history test. And you, if you got first place, you got to go for that. (laughs) So I I did it and like, yay. All right, cool. Yeah. But I mean, it's goofy, right? Because then the national campus competition was at Bob Jones University. Was your, did your school do that? Um, wow. I, I'd have to, you know, um, I am, I was not a, uh, I was not a gifted student, so I'm not aware of what oh, okay. the right. looked like. I, I would imagine that they probably, probably ended up in, at Bob Jones, but the, uh, the, um, uh, what is that, I think the, uh, the, like the state level or whatever, I think was, was like, okay, Mary, well, uh, you had a much bigger state too, so I'm sure the competition was tougher. Don't, don't discount yourself. I wasn't that great of a student, but apparently not a lot of smart history students in uh, the state of Wisconsin as far as Christian schools go. <laughs> so I was go. the best, I was the best of the worst. It was great. <laughs> Did you get a ribbon? Oh, you got ribbons. Yes. Blue ribbon for, for first place. Yeah. I, I seem to have misplaced right. those since, unfortunately. But I'm fairly confident I have a large box. Or my mom does still. I think I know. I, I think she made sure I took the box with me. Uh, I don't know if I still have it. Any of like the awards I got from that? Not that I got many. Um, one time I gave when I was... I uh, I can't remember what grade I was in, but I think it was like like mm-hmm. fourth grade or something, and this was like the first time we ever did it. I was giving this humorous speech about the three pigs, you know, the three pigs. Was the three pigs and the wolf? So, you know, huff yeah, yeah. and they'll blow your house down. Yeah, you know, three little pigs, and it, the speech is told from the okay. perspective, and it some point during the speech I kind of froze up and got nervous because it's yeah. a nerve-wracking thing 
And I, the, the, the story is the story of, th- of three little pigs. And I'm pretty sure I only. Oh, wow. Which one did you forget? Was it the strong and wrapped, and wrapped it up? Probably the one in the middle. I think I just. He's really not right important the, though, right? He was like, he tried a little harder, but not hard enough kind of thing. So who cares about him? <laughs> yeah. But the weird, so yeah, and I, I was probably, I was probably crying at the end, if memory serves me right. I was, it was a traumatic oh, experience well. for me. So I was, I was nervous and I think I was probably like maybe okay. fourth or fifth grade. So it was, it was, it was, uh, it was just part of a long, my long history of fear of public yeah. speaking that that eventually caused me to do community <laughs> theater for some reason. Um, because my the, the arc of my life is irony. Um, so I only had two out of, out of the three pigs. But somehow I ended up with like a third place finish for humorous speech. Maybe they were like, this is ironically funny. <laughs> so they gave you third, which is the ir- most ironic place to finish. So there's that too. Maybe <laughs> you only only thought of two things. So to remind you of the no. number three. So I don't know how many weepy kids before me was in there. Maybe I was. Maybe the there were three the contestants. <laughs> that is very possible. <laughs> yeah so but uh, yeah oh the other what the other category of the I think the, other, the folks that were like the bare minimum was what was it uh, there was like yeah. photography oh yeah we had that too yes stuff. which was qualified to judge yeah. photography is my question <laughs> well um, our librarian owns a camera she will be judging all yeah, there was drawing too. I mean, there's a lot of categories. Come to think of it, spelling was one. I, I had a friend who spelled spelling national. Yeah, really it's impressive. Wow. He'll remind me of that every now and then. Really, and just throw it out there. Be, you know, just you know. Certainly, if you ever question his spelling, he'll throw it out there for sure. <laughs> I do not need a spell check. I was a yeah. national winner. Oh. Well, uh, I think that about that about wraps it up for uh, for this episode. I appreciate your uh, your help and your insight on this, uh, Ryan. And I know we'll uh, have you back. On yeah, gotta go for number three. Have to catch up. That's right. Because just like you, you'll get just as many uh, pigs as they're supposed oh, to be. In all right, story. good, good ending. Have a good one, Sam. You too, right? I'm thankful to the person who disagreed with me that day. Who said, "Hey, not everybody's had the experience that you've had." It caused me to do some digging, to do some questioning of my own experience. 
I'm thankful to Ryan who came in and shared his experience, along with all the great anonymous people who reached out to me and told me of their experience that I shared with you. It really caused me to stop and think and examine a group I'm a part of, that I agree with, and see that there's still work that needs to be done. That there are areas that could be fixed, that could be worked. And not that any group needs to compromise what they believe in. But maybe take a second look at on how they implement what they believe. And really think about the impact that they're making. Thanks again to everyone who is so helpful in this series of episodes. You've all helped this podcast and me change and grow and get a little bit better. Thank you.